I think we're here. I think. Had a little little technical demon in the studio today. So, yay. We're live. We're back. Thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, Scott's over there just saying a little prayer of thanks right now. So anyway, let's let's jump to it because uh, I am super excited about today's guest. I um, first of all, I if I get it, you guys are tired of feeling like there is just not enough hours in the day. You're like a one man show, doing everything yourself. I get it, been there, done that, and at a point in your business, it is time to bring on some help. Now, I met my guest, Robin Johnson, um, not that long ago, actually. I think it was back in March. And she was speaking at an event um, that was about buying wholesale. It was right before the ASD convention in March. And I thought, oh, she's so good. I'm bringing her over to More Fun, Bigger Profits event where I got to know her a little better. And then I'm like, okay, you've got to come on my show, Robin, and talk about this team thing. So uh, here she is. She is, um, I, I always forget, your, bu- your business is Robin's Nest, but your, your website is... Bestfromthenest.com. Bestfromthenest.com. She uh, does some coaching and consulting. And I am so jealous of your whiteboards. <laughs> I got all the whiteboards. Yeah, she's, yeah no, it- she's the process queen. She's been helping me with like some things that I can get other people to take over for me and, and do. So I'm just I'm just so jazzed you're here. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you having having me on the show. And I just want to, you have a really incredible story of, of how you got started. And, and I want to take a minute and kind of let you uh, share that, how you just started with a hundred dollars of actually you'd like what you took that out of like the rent money or your emergency fund or something. And yeah, we were taking financial peace university with Dave Ramsey. So we had been like scraping money together. Like, you know, like we, we cut cable like thing around then we never got it back. I mean, we just like, we, we were selling everything. Like my son's like, please don't sell my bed. Like, we, <laughs> like selling everything. And, um, on, on the way back from a trip to California, I was listening to lesson six and it's all about, you know, adding another stream of income. And there was this lady, story of this lady who is, you know, buying strollers at garage sales and selling them at Craigslist. I was like, I could so do that. I could do that. And I remember thinking back to that garage sale I just had. And, you know, I had had this lady who came and bought like $400 of stuff in my garage sale. I was like, because I asked her in Spanish, I was like, what are you doing with all this stuff? And she said, you know, I'm taking it back to Mexico and I'm going to resell it. And I was like, I don't have to go to Mexico. I can sell it right here. So um, if you can imagine me starting out, like going to garage sale. So I would take my, at that month, that time, my three month old and my three and three month old, three year and three month old. And so we would, we would go and I'd have like baby in one hand, toddler in the other, going to the garage sales, picking up stuff, buying them, cleaning them up. Um, and from there I moved to eBay. And, um, from, from there, I, I just really, I, I like, there was this like the moment where like everything shifted and it went from come from, I really would like to make this work to, I'm going to make this happen. If I have to crawl through glass, I will do this. And this is going to happen. And, um, we just worked harder than we've ever worked before. Um, and we worked a little harder after that, <laughs> but, um, we really grew, we grew, we started with that hundred dollars and we've 
grown so much. We've done over a million dollars on Amazon, hundreds of thousands of dollars on eBay. We still sell actively on both platforms and we have our own independent website. I do coaching, consulting, courses. Um, we've got some software in development. So things are always really busy over here at the Nest, but um, we wouldn't have it any other way. And I've just built this amazing team that is like my family. So, um, and there's nothing really that extraordinary about me. It's really just that I did the work. Um, so if I can do it, you can do it for sure. Yeah. And I, I just, I love that story because a lot of the people that I start with and help are in that place where they're scraping, you know, they don't know how they're, because you hear, and, and you really hear this now out on Facebook and everything, these people going out and, oh, they're buying a pallet of this and a pallet of that. And, you know, and they're spending tens of thousand dollars on inventory to get going or, or, you know, to build other business. And let's face it. Most people can't do that. They don't have tons of money. Um, I actually am in the process of writing a guide about this very thing is like just what's around your house to get going. And that's really, you know, we, we got to the point where we were selling everything. I was like, the baby don't need a crib anymore. We can get rid of that. You know, so, I mean, like, we, we were like, we were just getting rid of everything. And, like, I remember being at Big Lots and going over $100 and, like, wiping the sweat off my brow. Like, oh, my goodness, what are we doing? And um, and it was those little steps. It was those little little things that we did along the way um, that really set us up for success long term. Um, so, but it was that, that, that consistency and just, like, we were just, we were just tenacious. Um, mm -hmm. and that's what I see in a lot of people that I coach is that, that tenacity and, um, that willingness to just go all the way through. Yeah. So, so you had that hundred dollars and what, mm -hmm. do you remember what you bought with that hundred dollars? They got you going? So the first garage sale I got, I got like this big, like educational table that would like go normally go in like a preschool. And I bought it for like, $15 and I sold it for like a hundred. And then I got a couple of double jogging strollers for like 10 or $20. Mm -hmm. And I sold those both for a hundred dollars. Um, and then I started finding, you know, like certain clothes cause I knew, cause I had young kids. So, uh, that was when Jim Marie and things were, were a little bit bigger than they are now. And so, you know, we started doing some kids clothes and it's funny because I was like, I really want to sell like educational wooden toys, but I just couldn't make it work. Cause I couldn't find a, you know, they, they just weren't consistently around it cheap enough and they're heavy to ship. And ironically, that's one of the things that we sell now is wooden yeah. educational toys. So just, just because you can't get that niche today, doesn't mean you can't get that niche in the end. Yeah, and I'm glad you said the word niche because I think what's really important to remember is that when you're first starting out, if you if you don't have money to like go out and just, you know, source in a certain niche, sell what you got. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people, embrace your inner weird. Most of the time we try to pretend like we're normal. Like <laughs> we're not normal. Like embrace that inner weird. Like if you like, I was like, I know cloth diapers because I was one of those weird like alien people that washes their kids poop in their washing machine. Mm -hmm. That was me. So I was so I would look on Craigslist for people who were selling their cloth diapers because usually people they do that for a week. I'm like, this was a horrible idea. So mm -hmm. <laughs> so I bought them up and I sold them on eBay because I knew exactly what to look for. I knew like what kind of elastic was the good elastic and what to put on the listing. So embrace that inner weird. If you are somebody. That 
that like is in like a society that recreates the Middle Ages because that's out there. Um, you know, like embrace that market. If you love uh, Disney, embrace that market. You know, like find what you know, and that's always a great place to start. Yeah. Don't just start in toys because it's Christmas. Because if you don't know toys, it's going to be a lot harder than any area that you know. And with me, it's like glass. I had a lot of people started trying to just buy glass and do glass. And glass takes time to learn. That's not a jump in and start making a ton of money right away. That is a, I mean, yeah, you can make a lot of money with glass, but you got to learn it. You got to learn it. And, you know, like I know things about certain things that you wouldn't know, but I couldn't tell Ikea glass from Murano glass. I mean, I'd be like, it looks nice to me. So, you know, you have to go with what you know and don't try to emulate somebody else. Try to take what makes you unique and start with that. Yeah. So it was funny. I was looking to see if my daughter was in the chat because that is what she started with too, was those, those green, the green diaper thing, the liners. And I don't know, she'd like, and she'd show me these listings where she sold like, you know, these things for like a hundred bucks for a a lot. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. If you can knit too, I mean, (laughs) those cloth diapers, it's, it's amazing what some of those things can go for. Yeah. And there's, there's all kinds of those kinds of little, little niches of things out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's just about finding those things, doing the research and, you know, if you, you you develop one niche and then you can you can expand upon that. You don't have to stay in one thing forever. You don't right. have to be married to it, but you can just at least date for a while. <laughs> I love it. So you said you started with Craigslist. So how did you where was the point where you knew it was time to expand into another channel? Well, there's only so many times in the day where you can sit at the at the gas station waiting for that guy to show up, you know, because that's what a lot of Craigslist selling is. So, um, you know, so it got to a point where like, okay, well, we had and we had some seed money then. So now we were able to take, you know, that money and we started I started buying things at garage sales for for eBay. Um, And, you know, once we started doing that, um, I actually ended up um, partnering with some good people. And, you know, we've and we've just have grown and grown ever since. And um, so we kind of we found new new niches that made a difference for us. And then we started selling on Amazon. Um, So I mean, I always say take one take one thing at a time, don't try to do everything all at once. um, Because it's, it's really easy to get distracted by everybody's you know, talking about this new thing and that yep. new thing, pick one thing, master it, then add another stream. Don't yep. try to do it all at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's why I love you. So awesome. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of following the chat. We got a live chat going over here and they're agreeing, you know, like my mom, perfect example. When I first got her started on eBay, it was, she couldn't go out and buy anything to sell. She had a room full of of discontinued yarns and things because she's a crafter and we realized there's a lot of money in that yarn. So that actually is still her niche is the, the vintage and the discontinued and hard to find yarns. And, and it's a very lucrative niche. So sometimes that thing you start with can end up being your long-term niche too. So, and I think it helps if you pick something that you already know about because you don't get as bored. Um, you know, like if, if you're just looking, if you hate like, army toys and then you pick army toys as a niche <laughs> like your life is just going to be miserable so you know pick something you enjoy and you can be excited about I mean like I geek out about stuff I'm like oh my goodness this is so cool and my operation manager Rochelle's like you're such a weirdo like she has actually a video of like me like getting all excited about something she's like, you're such a weirdo why you know and yeah so yeah. The, the, 
I've gotten the weird to work for me, though. So weird can be profitable. I'm right there with you. I'm right yeah. there with you. We have to go. You're coming out to Vegas here in the next couple. Like, we we kind of find some time to sneak away and go do a little shopping. Yes, that yeah, would be fun. we do. We so totally do. So um, sure. we are going to take a little a little tiny break for a commercial, and when we come back, I want to talk about when you know it's time to build that team and grow that team, and kind of how you go about that. That sounds awesome. Awesome. Millions of online sellers are looking for one identity to use in thousands of platforms. E-Rated manages your reputation by importing unlimited social media, marketplace, and behavioral data. It reveals your cross-platform performance, compares it with competitors, and calculates your e-worth. And it gives you the tools you need to improve sales and find room to grow. Discover your e-worth and your own reputation. Shareyourreputation.com. Have you signed up with E-Rated yet? No, I don't think I have. It's like on my list of things to do. Oh, you so totally need to go do it. Just go to shareyourreputation.com and get signed up with those guys. Well, not right now. Let's finish this first. That would probably be a boring show if I was like, hold on. I got to do this. (laughs) Okay. So at some point, you get... You get to where business is going good, and but then you get to that point, there's not enough hours in the day. You got all this unlisted stuff over here. You can't get to doing everything. It's time to build a team, right? Yep. And, you know, that happened really, like, way sooner than I thought it would because I was working at a church, and I had two little kids, and, you know— we've we have we have a lot going on in our life and um so we actually like like within our first year we started hiring virtual assistants in the in mm-hmm. the philippines um we still use people in the philippines um i like it's it you know like it i love working with them because they're such a great part of our team and we're able to provide them a really great living mm-hmm. and um a great opportunity and they really help our business um so the things that I say that you really need in order before you're ready to hire somebody is first you need to know your business well enough to be able to create systems and you need to have those systems in place before you even post the job because you need to know who you're going to hire and if you're going to hire somebody to do graphics then you need a completely different skill set than if you're going to have somebody who's going to do listings for you. And that's actually one of the things that we had them do early on is we had them listing items for us. So we would um, have the item, we would have like um, a sticky note with um, like a number on it, and then we would attach like the the website for the description of it, or we would write something on, you know, like what to put in the description, um, note any errors on there, and then as far as like the damage, and then they would do all the listings for us, we would approve them, and then um, they would do that. So we would take one picture with the sticky note, one picture with the front, and then all the other pictures, and we just upload all that to Flickr so they could do all that for us. So you have to, first you have to know your systems well enough to be able to write them down and create those processes. And let's say you're like, well, but I'm just gonna need, so there's no point in that. Even if it's just you, if you could take one minute off of every listing you do, how much time would that save you, Danny, if you could save one minute on every listing you could do? No, I I, I, I also hired, first, first VAs I ever hired when I stepped out of that control zone. It's not even the comfort zone, it was the control zone. Mm-hmm of letting somebody else work on my listings is I hired people in the Philippines because of their, their work ethic. And, uh, it was just great. Um, and, and, and yeah, it, it took a little time at first 
to figure out, oh, shoot, I have to tell them how I do. And everybody does it a little different. I mean, we all have our little quirky ways that we do our listings. So um, I did that and sent it, and it was, oh, huge, huge. I mean, they didn't complete the listing. I had them just do it enough to put it in drafts so that I could still yep. hold on to my little control freak self and and, and do it. But, oh, huge time saver. And, and one of the things I hear, you know, when we talk about hiring, um, not just international VAs, but, but anybody is giving them any kind of access, how do you keep your stuff secure and, 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 and protected? And, and what's your answer to that? That is very, very important. So if you don't listen to anything else, just listen to this part. I mean, but listen to the whole thing. But, you know, this part's really important. Never give your bank credentials. Never give your eBay credentials. Never give your Amazon credentials to anyone. Not anyone. Not even Rochelle has, who, like, I trust with, like, everything. Like, I leave my kids with her. Nobody has those credentials. There, you know, so anything, any program, like um, if you're selling on Amazon, um, Upworks, you know, things like that, they usually you can create a sub user account and control their permissions. Mm -hmm. So my accountant has a sub a law, separate login so he can log in and download the reports that he needs from PayPal, things like that. I never give my credentials. And if I do have a virtual assistant sign into something like Seller Sourcebook, which is what I use so they can't, um, so they can create listings for me without actually logging into eBay. I create a login for them and I send it to them with a program called LastPass. So they never even get to see what that password is and I can revoke it at any time. So um, you need to keep a constant list of every login that they have um, and you never want to share information. And if, you're, if your eBay and your PayPal are the same password, you need to change that like like right now, like change it right now. Um, you, you should not have any of the same passwords from, you know, um, Amazon to eBay to your bank. Make sure they're all different. Don't use your PIN as your like phone entry code. Like, right. I know these things are common sense, but sometimes we do things and then we're like, well, that was a really bad idea. I shouldn't have done so, that. So let me just confess that I just, I just went through email hacking hell <laughs> because I had the same password on all of my email accounts. And I will tell you, I probably have 25 different, you know, at the Danny accounts. And my web guy has been grilling on me forever to not do that. And it happened. And now he, I've got I actually had to like get a printout of all of my passwords because they're all these funky, like you could never remember them. And, and every single one is different now. You know, I have a friend that's like, like super like crazy about security, like super crazy about it. And he, the tip that he said is whatever website you're on, the first thing you think of when you, um, when you look at it, make a sentence because it's, it's almost as random and it's hard to guess and it will be easier for you to remember a long one. So like, let's say I'm going to the dannyapp.com. Maybe I think, uh, maybe the first thing I think of is Danny really likes cows. So my password for Danny app might be Danny really likes cows. And, and this way you can remember it, but it's long enough where it's hard to, um, for other people to guess, cause it would be hard for a computer to guess that. Mm. Um, and then it keeps them kind of separate. And then I use LastPass. For, uh, one pass is also one password is also a really good um, password keeping app. Um, this way you can keep it all together. And then I just have like one little location that only a couple people know about that has that password in case like I was to literally get hit by a bus or something. Yeah. That this way somebody could get into all my accounts, which is important for for you, especially if you have kids. I I don't even want to think about 
what my husband would have to do if something happened to me. <laughs> you guys, if something happens to me, I'm sorry. You're, I'm. Nobody's going to respond to anything because he's not going to know how to do it. Um, but good stuff. So okay, so we've got we've got some team hiring stuff, and and what is your um, I call it the killer question because we all kind of have a question when we're hiring somebody that kind of gives us that sense of this is going to be the person for us. Do you have like that killer question that you always ask like in an interview or when you're hiring someone? Well, I kind of do, but see, the first thing I do is I weed them out. So in my, in my post, I always put something and I'll put it in bold, all capitals. Applicants will only be reviewed that include their favorite color as the first line in their cover letter. And that weeds out like, I would say yeah. 80 to 90 percent. So yeah. um, the the next question is, is I usually, depending what they're going to have them do, I say, how would you do X? Because I want to see, are they problem solvers or are they going to be like, oh, how to do this? Mm. You know, because there's a lot of people who in life, they're like, this is hard, you know, and like, that doesn't work for me. I just don't <laughs> have a lot of patience for that. So like, I need to know, like, they're going to be like, um, okay, so I'm going to try to do this. So, you know, the way that they answer that, you can get a lot of insight. So like if I'm going to have somebody do listing, I would say, you know, how would you, um, how would you make a listing that, um, to, you know, if, if somehow the pictures got corrupted or what would you do if um, the login didn't work? You know, so just little questions like I want to see that they're problem solvers. Mm -hmm. um, and because what we do is we only hire people that we can empower to take over something. I don't want to yeah. micromanage them. Yeah. If you have to sit there and babysit them, what's the point? Exactly. Yes. So if, if three months down the road, you wouldn't hire them back today, they need to be fired. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the, the, so, so people either stay here a really long time or they don't stay here that long. Yeah. You and, know? and I heard that once is a hire fast and fire fast, you know, don't, don't keep somebody cause you don't want to hurt their feelings. And we yeah. actually kind of hire slow on purpose too. Yeah. Um, so like when we hire, let's say, okay, so when we're going to ASD, so what we'll do is we'll hire seven virtual assistants. I didn't do this this time because I have one that's like, I have two virtual assistants that are like, like Bon Jovi kind of rock stars. They're so amazing. I, I mean, like Bon Jovi, Bono has nothing on these guys, but, um, like, so but normally what I would do is I would get five, seven virtual assistants that, you know, through that first process, I hire them all to do one simple task and it would be the same thing. So here's, you know, this list of um, five Amazon ASINs and the cost, please do follow the, follow the instructions. And I always do the instructions, text and a video with sound showing like, click here, then drag here, control C, copy here. So I do all of that, right? So if five, five, five of them come back and say, oh, I, here's the thing, and two of them come back and say, oh, that, the instructions weren't clear, then you know it wasn't you, so you don't <laughs> have to feel guilty. So, yeah. you, And then if, if five of them come back and say, I have no idea what, what you're talking about, then you know it probably was your fault. Yeah. So it gives you that kind of thing there. So then I take the, the top three, and I give them each an individual project that they're working on that's going to be something long-term. And then I see over, the over a period of about a week or so which ones I want to hire, um, and I'll, and then the ones that I, that hire, I'll kind of narrow it down to those two. Um, and then for the trade show, what I would do is, um, at the end of each day, um, Rochelle and I would take a an X-Acto knife and we cut open all the catalogs and we get all the price lists together and we scan them all in a file. And then we send them each to both virtual assistants 
And then all of the data as far as like, so if we were going to have them look at completed listings, get Terapeak information, we would have them get all of that data and have it for us available the next morning when we wake up. Yeah. And I think too, I just have been going through this. I'm hiring an administrative assistant. Now I'm an all over the place kind of creative and scheduling and all that. Well, that's why I've been talking to you, systems, (laughs) right? So I'm not good at that. So I need to hire somebody who is, you know, very detail oriented and, you know, got all the the little organized stuff going. So I, I literally went through this past weekend, I think about 75 applications and resumes and I had my husband help me. And it, it was amazing how many we were just like, eh, eh. And we got down to four, four out of all of those that were like, yes, I want to interview this person. Set up interviews would you believe only one of them bothered to show up? I yeah, it's crazy. You know, everyone wants a job, but do they really? <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah. So so if you live in the Las Vegas area and you are have attention to detail and would like to work for the Danny app, you know, send me a note. I'm just saying. I had to tell them that off of you. Yeah, um. yeah. So you know, and so some of the things that you know, some of the things that I put, like even when I post, um, like I posted for a virtual assistant. I have somebody that I've hired through Upworks. Um, she's in New Jersey, and her name's Marjorie, and she is. I love Marjorie. Like I love, uh. I love my husband, and I love Marjorie. She's awesome. <laughs> like, like she. Um, so I mean, but I, like in the posting, I said I am scatterbrain. I need somebody to help keep me straight and to tell me to like slow down sometimes. And she just does that. And, you know, and I like in my listing, I say only people who are hard workers will enjoy this job because that's what I have found that people who are not hard workers, they find me like crazy. They're like, I don't understand you. But people who are hard workers, like we just get along great because we're like, but we could just get the whole show done. They're like job security. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, we're a card player and we make sure that, so when I hire somebody, the first thing I tell them is that you can make however much you want to make in this job, but you need to make me about three times what you cost me because there's costs on top of what I pay you. Right. And I have to be making a profit. Otherwise I would be running like a charity organization. Like, and mm-hmm. I invest that money back into the, the business. I'm the one that put the, the money up, up front. And they all understand that. Rochelle will tell you, like, you can make as much money as you want. You just have to figure out how to make it happen. Right. I love that. I love it. So you mentioned Upworks, which also uh, is a place that I search um, for for people to work for me. And that is formerly known as Odesk. They changed yes. the name. This whole big okay. rebranding, changing names thing. I also place ads on Craigslist. I love Craigslist. It's $25 to post in the help wanted section. And I get a huge response from that. So there, there's a lot of people like looking, but are they really kind of, but it gives you a lot of um, people to really narrow it down from too. So where is there any like place? If you're, if you're looking to do like packing, you want help packing or something like that. I love college students yeah. because they're smart and they need that flexibility. So we have a guy that comes in on Mondays from like 11 to one and Tuesdays from like 10 to four and, you know, but he can do that in another job. Um, but he's ambitious, but he's not going to start his own business because he's going to school. He's like a neuropsych major or something like that. So like, it's not like he, he's going to be distracted and, you know, like he can yeah. focus on what he's doing. Um, and you know, like for Craigslist, a really great way to see if somebody's a problem solver is tell them you want them to print out the application to fill it out and then scan it and email it to you. Oh, that's brilliant. Like, because if they're willing to do that, if they them that means they're gonna have to figure it out. Like they have to have a printer 
Like they have to like be like, okay, how am I going to get this scan? You know, and they, and there have been people who've sent photos of the of the application, and I'm like, brilliant! You f- figured out a way to get me the information. That's and all any, I needed to know. And anybody who says, well, I don't really know how to do that, eh. yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's what I need to be able to be like. I need you to fix the problem. Fix it. Yeah. You know, like me and Rochelle will just look at each other and I'll be like, and she's like, yeah, I ordered five of those. They're going to be here on Monday. You know, like, so, you yeah. know, but it, but it takes time to develop that. But um, that's one of the reasons why I like hiring and stay at home moms also, because they yeah. need something just in that little window. Um, so this is perfect for them. And so um, instead of looking at how expensive somebody is going to be to put on your team, I always look at it the opposite way. How, what could I do with that time that I'm buying? So like, if I hire somebody to pack for me, like I have Gabe, who's amazing. He packs for me. So if he packs for me, you know, 10 hours a week, and he's going to cost me $10 an hour. So that's $100. So how do I earn $300 to pay for Gabe to in work? In that time, yes. Yeah. So what can I do in that 10 hours that will generate 300 So this way I'm always profiting off of that. Um, so you can start out really small. I mean, like like my housekeeper, like we, housekeeping is something I don't do well. So, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like out, outsource those kind of things too. Absolutely. And, um, just come, approach them like, okay, so if I go out and I'm like really serious about sourcing for 10 hours, I could totally make more than $100 and have yes. somebody else do the part I hate. Yeah. That's why I tell people you need to know the parts of your business that are your money makers too. Really important. And we're, we're like, we're up at the, up at the, uh, the half hour here. So where can people connect with you, Robin? Um, if you go to bestfromthenest.com, um, I've got a bunch of free content. Um, in fact, I even have some getting started modules for um, like Amazon and Craigslist. I have like a series of six videos um, that you can um, see that I, exactly how I started on Craigslist and Amazon. I leave Eva, eBay up to Danny here because she's awesome at that. So no sense in, in going anywhere else but the source for that. But um, we, ha- we have a lot of really great content um, as far as building your business and, and growing um, and making sure that you have a profitable, healthy healthy enterprise going. Very cool. And if you are in Las Vegas and going to be around the ASD trade show this next week, which is kind of a big deal if you uh, are e-commerce seller, uh, Robin's going to be speaking there. Yep. Monday and Tuesday. And if you find me or Rochelle, we also have some lanyards and flying chickens we're going to be giving away. So Sweet. Thank you so much for coming on, Robin. We'll have to get you in the studio one of these days. Yes, that sounds fun. All right. And we're thanks gonna, for having me. Thanks for coming in. I'm coming on. <laughs> See, I've already got her in the studio. We're gonna uh, take a we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back. Any online business that's trading, whether they're small, whether they're big, you know, it's very important to come to this. The opportunity to network and uh, you know share ideas. I think that's that's priceless. I certainly think that the show in in Vegas is all about looking to the future and what opportunities exist because some things work well in one country and you can then take that information and put it into another country and put it into action. Know their brands, getting their products and in a more fast and efficient way. If if it's a hesitation of will I get a return, then you should do it. I don't know how you wouldn't to be honest. Join us with Think Global Retail at Vegas on August 20 and 21 with Alibaba.com.
And you will find me at that conference. Really excited! They're uh, coming to Vegas. They've they've done they've done the uh, the PSEC convention, which is the same guys. They've done this in Australia, and now they're bringing it to the U.S. Really fun stuff. Okay, so who wants to see what got put in my cart this week? I did a really quick little shopping trip. Actually, did it yesterday. Um, Actually, still the stuff is still in the bags because I haven't even processed it in yet. Uh, but I love, I love having this excuse that oh, I've got a show tomorrow. I've got to go shopping. It's a great thing. So um, that is a picture of what ended up in my cart, which and we'll come back to that in a second. But let me show you the shelves that this stuff came off of um, because a lot of times you guys walk into these stores and these shelves don't look like there's really much of anything here. So, yeah, you know, not real exciting. Not not a whole bunch to put my hands on, except that I did buy. It is a foo dog. He was like five bucks. He's he's newer. He's not an old one or anything, but foo dogs are hot, hot, hot. So come back to that in a second. Um and yeah, the, these shelves were, I, I, those dinosaurs up there, those are actually lamp bases. And I, I was this close to buying those. And the reason I didn't is um, one of them had a pretty significant chip. Uh, I believe it was the uh, Triceratops had the chip on the horn. And I thought if I, yeah, I really would want them both. I don't know why I was just kind of, I wanted them both if I was going to get them. So I left them behind for somebody else. And then down here, there was a whole slew of piggy banks. And I only ended up with one of them. Um, wonder if you guys can guess which one I got. Yes, it would be this little guy over here because he was the only one who was vintage. This one caught my eye, but it was a, a souvenir one, not, not worth very much. I did pick up this guy and should get about 30, 40 bucks for him. All is said and done. So that's all I got off of that that shelf. Um, and then this is the other side over here. Um, I got that fish that was there a minute ago. I picked up a lot of stuff, looked at a lot of stuff, and just nothing was in the condition. That, I got that. It's a, a pink speckle, like a 1950s console bowl. And I actually have a platter listed that matches that so I thought hey I'll get that and maybe now the platter will sell um so I did get that and not I picked that up um I'm not even sure what it is uh but it's like an alligator and it's funky but it was chipped this store I don't know what they do at this store but just like everything was chipped up and as we come down to this shelf right here I got that little guy he is glass. He's cased glass, which is, is one color of glass inside another. Um, and he's super cute. And he's nothing, you know, that great. But he'll sell for 50, 60 bucks on the cute factor. So we got him. And I got that plate that is Tonala um, Mexican pottery, which actually does really well. Um, again, this one was not a signed piece. There's some Ken Edwards is one you want to be looking for um, when you're getting these. But this on its own will sell for about 40, 50 bucks. Um, and, you know, all told, everything in that cart, which we'll go back to in a second, I, I spent 50 bucks on. So 
I'm, there was nothing more than five bucks that I bought. So we'll pull up the picture of the cart again. There. You can see the plate. Um, that is a, a metal sculpture um, laying across there. Just a funky, abstract metal sculpture. There's a, a gilded um, a metal over glass perfume bottle. And that's the fish. Um, that's a horsehair pottery pot. Um, another little Mexican pottery fish in here. Of course, the piggy bank and the food dog. Um, little music box, a tiki mug. This piece I know is a little hard to see here is a cast iron pig doorstop. Um, and then this is this is actually that console bowl I was talking about. Oh, this. That's a Fenton squirrel. Fenton squirrel sells for 40 to 50 dollars. You can see the price tag says 2.99 and I had 30% off. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, there's nothing in that cart that I paid more than five bucks for. Um, and I and I actually like this time I did my homework first before sharing it with you guys and adding up everything um, that I will make out of that. It's over 500 bucks worth retail over 500 bucks. Yeah. And I know I hear some of you going, yeah, but you do free shipping. Okay, let's even, let's just suppose we minus the shipping. Uh, let's see. It's like nine, ten. There's like 13 items there. Let's say they cost, you know, even $10 out. That's 130 in the shipping. I'll still take that profit margin. I'll still take that profit margin. So that's still about a $300 in just absolute net profit. Boom, out the door. All right. So. And that was a quick shopping trip, you guys. That was uh, this one little had to get some stuff to show you on the show. You guys can totally do this. I am doing eBay part, part time. I'd say I spend mm, 10 to 15 hours a week on my eBay store at the most. Uh, my sales in the last 30 days right now are sitting right around $4,300. Okay. You can totally do this and make some good money. So how about... We talk about why some stuff won't sell. Why do I keep, I keep doing that. No, it's why won't they buy? I'm the one who changed the name of it and I still go back to old ways. Ah, go figure. Why won't they buy? Yeah. All right. So let's see. Let's start with this comes. Nope. That's not hers. This is hers. This is from my good friend, Beth Tchaikovsky, who was supposed to be in the chat today. Beth, are you in there? Say something. Um, so this is a pair of Aeropostale Haley, which is like the, uh, what do you call it? The style of the skinny flare blue jeans, gently used size one, two regular. Now, if you guys have been following the show and this segment a while, you're going to know immediately what I'm going to say. Number one, um, title. And, and there's something really huge happening in this title. Huge, huge. And I, you wouldn't know this if you were someone my age and didn't have like a young 20-something daughter who's into these brands, but Aeropostale actually has an E on the end. So got a little typo. That right there could get these sold for you. Um, I don't think that younger set calls these things blue jeans. I, I think that's us showing our age that we used to call these blue jeans. They just call them jeans. They just call them jeans. In fact, I would put skinny and jeans together because I would tell you they're they're searching skinny jeans. Although I'm not sure I would consider these skinny jeans. So that 
might be a little confusing. Um, I think skinny jeans, and remember, this is knowing who the customer is, knowing their terminology, and to them, skinny jeans is those, dare I say, god-awful pants that are just looks like you dipped your legs in them you know, kind of thing. I, and when guys wear them, you got, oh my goodness, who comes up with this stuff? Anyway, so anybody who's looking for skinny jeans, I, this is not, I, I would take that out. I would call these Aeropostale Haley. You can leave flare in if you want, because they do have the flare, but I would just call them Aeropostale Haley jeans, size one, two, because the size is really important to get up there. People are searching using the size terms. Um, I take out the gently used. That's a condition thing. Don't need that in the title. Uh, and yeah, and now uh, price-wise, I see $13.55 for expedited shipping on these broken out. That to me, and I'm telling you, I, I kind of have this little debate uh, over this free shipping thing. That right there is going to, I'm telling you, most people who come over to this listing are going, going no, it's too much. I, that, I don't want to pay that much in shipping. Whether or not it's actual shipping, they just don't want to do it. Um, I think you could also roll these suckers up and stuff them in a padded flat rate envelope for about, you know, $5.35, just saying. Uh, so these don't sell for a lot of money. And especially if clothing is not your niche, if this isn't your normal customer, I would say you're going to need to do somewhere about $24.99, including the shipping. So that needs to be the total cost, however um, you want to do that. I probably will never be able to talk Beth into doing anything. <laughs> so, Beth and I go way back, like years and years and years back. So it's that, you know, personalities. Um, so I would just say make sure the total price isn't more than 25 bucks on these. You know, that's just, that's just how it is. Just how it is. Okay. And my husband is in the chat. Oh, Lord, help me. All right. Ignore. Ignore him over there. Just, I'm not even going to repeat what he's saying. <laughs> he's being bad. He's being bad. All right. All right. So let's hopefully, hopefully just putting an E in that air apostle gets so sold for you, Beth. How about we go to, dun, dun, dun. Um, this comes to us from Glenda Brown. This is a, a 20s vintage dark blue bead purse. Right off the bat, first thing, title. Always, you guys, really, really think about how your customers are going to be typing a search in where they want an item like this to come up. Are they going to say bead purse or are they going to say beaded purse huh right also are they putting 20s are they putting 1920s what i found is they're putting 1920s i would take out the vintage dark blue i'd put 1920s a beaded purse and i would put art deco in this title because if you look at the geometric design of this purse this is so art deco awesome purse now, here's a big, big problem, and I will tell you probably the reason nobody has bought this yet. I kind of put my little mousy cursor thing over this, waiting for it to zoom and show me a big picture, and there isn't one. 
Um, I actually went and looked. This picture is only 570 by 428 um, pixels. No zoom. No, barely meets the eBay requirements of uh, 500 pixels on the small, on the largest side. You want pictures that are at least a thousand pixels on the largest side. It is to get that zoom. Customers, they're counting on it now, especially on an item that's over a hundred bucks. They want to see every detail, every detail, big, huge pictures. Now, I suspect. What happened here was um, Glenda probably used something that gave her that plain white background. There's some programs out there, and the free versions of those programs reduce the size of your pictures. So you got to be really aware of that. So if you know you're taking nice big pictures and you're using some kind of an editing software, it's probably shrinking your pictures. You got to be really super careful of that. Uh, so I think you change that title up a little bit. You get some bigger pictures on there and this will sell. It's a gorgeous piece, gorgeous piece. And love this. She's in Canada and doing free shipping. Yes. Love it. Because your competition is not doing that. Awesome. Awesome. And last but not least, I so love these. I love these. These come from Sandra Q. Woosley. These are alligator martini glasses. Um, again, we've got a title thing going here. Alligator martini glasses, gift blue sky by designer Heather Goldmink Crocatini. That's a lot of that's a lot of stuff there, right? Uh, and there are some really important things in there. Alligator martini glasses. Now, if the thing that is what they are, but is I think I think somebody could search that if they knew these were out there and they're looking for these. Um, the Heather, the Blue Sky, Heather Goldmink. People are searching for Blue Sky, but there's one more word in that that they're putting into the into the search. Blue Sky Clayworks, super important. I would put Heather Goldmink into your item specifics. Take that out of the title. Um, I would take the by designer out, the gift out, get Crocatini moved closer up. Now, what I found, there's only two of you selling these glasses right now. Only two of you selling these glasses right now. And neither of the ones that are listed, including this one, have pictures that just pop off that page. So I think if you could get these pictures a bit sharper... Um, I know you're going for showing the glass with that black background, but I would just do these on a white background and just pop the alligator part. Yeah, people, they're looking at the alligator part of these because that's what makes these super cool. Um, also, I noticed whenever you have a condition issue, you've got to be super, super careful about how you photo it and how you describe it. I can't tell what that is. I, I see some glue residue from labels will need to be washed, but this looks like there's like glue residue inside the glass. Um, so a confused mind never buys. So if there's any confusion in the potential buyer's mind as to what that picture is showing, they're going to pass. So you be careful about that. Um, and maybe just get some more pictures. There's only three pictures. Get some more pictures. There is no reason these should not sell because they are so super adorable. Super adorable. Um, so there you go. There's our uh, entries for this week's Why Won't They Buy? Okay. 
How about some hot sales? Who likes hot sales? I like hot sales. Um, I almost, you guys would have killed me. I almost forgot to include these this week. So we're going to do two. I picked out two super cool ones. First one being this, uh, let's go to the original listing on this. This comes from Ray Walker Ostenbaugh. Uh, it's a gnomish dictionary. Who knew? And you know what? Here's what's really cute. I love this. Um, I do believe that first word is spelled wrong. I think it's supposed to be G-N-O. M-I-S-H. But you can get away with a lot of stuff when you put stuff at auction. Um, and that, I presume, is why this went up to $103.83 from her $4 purchase price, where she was even hesitating at buying it because it was a little high to pay for a book, right? Um, but it, it had all the elements, the the Tolkien, um, elven tongues. I mean, Wow. I'm just now reading this title going, wow, it's just really interesting off the beaten path of what you normally see out there. So always take a chance on that kind of stuff. You guys go with your gut. If it drew you, it interested you. And, and like, if it's under 10 bucks, do it, take those chances. It pays off, pays off. And we got another score. This is from Terry Boyd Benedict. Pick this up for 25 cents at a rummage sale. It is a Wedgwood Bone China coffee mug. Now, here's the thing. I'm telling you, this is why this sold for so much money right now. Wimbledon! What just got done? It was all over. People had it on their mind. They're doing little random searches. Oh, boom, look at this really cute cup. Oh, hey, you know, so-and-so would like that as a gift. Or, oh, you know, it um, goes in my Wimbledon co- co- the collection. I can talk. Uh, so, yeah, $89.99 for a coffee mug. Um, doesn't hurt that it was Wedgwood, good brand. So, But I'm telling you, anything you can list that is like current news topic kind of stuff, gold you guys it is gold all right so thank you for those those scores as we call them over on the danny app facebook group are are done every sunday i think we had like 35 of them this week if you want to go see more of those go to facebook go join the danny app facebook group it's free and every sunday you're going to just see loads of these kind of things selling keeps you keeps you motivated keep on listing keep on listing All right. How about a little news? So um, eBay now is is eBay Marketplace. This is a standalone company. And there's some stuff. If you really watch what's going on, read between the lines, they have bought a a startup secondhand clothing uh, business. It's going to be quite interesting. Um, They just did... um, There's a, a company over in um, Holland that is just got 81 million funding for some special little auction thing. And they're going to be using eBay as their platform. So my note on that, you guys pay attention to what you can put on auction. eBay's been pushing auctions. They're giving you free auctions every month. Now, I not everything belongs on auction, but if you've got something you can do on auction, do it on auction because they're really promoting auction. They're marketing people to come and do things on auction and they're 
they are partnering with big auction houses like Sotheby's and um, all over the country. I mean, they've got that new invaluable service and in bringing the live auction business. So those buyers are finding out about eBay if they didn't know about it before. So you want your stuff up on auction for them to find that way. Also, uh, eBay is getting rid of, or actually it's got rid of, boom, gone, that fire fast thing. Uh, they are, have gotten rid of the eBay now that that door-to-door service. I, I don't even know what that was about. Trying to keep up with this get-it-yesterday kind of shipping thing. Um, so that's gone. eBay Motors, eBay Fashion, and eBay Valet, those mobile apps, all gone. Well, for now, they're incorporating them into the main eBay app. Did you, did you guys even know those existed? Because I didn't know they were a separate app. I don't even look for them. So um, they are, they're cleaning house over there already. I mean, it's only been like a week and boom, they're taking care of business and doing some stuff. So very excited to see stuff moving and shaking in, in the uh, eBay headquarters there. So, Okay. Ah, we got some mail. We got some mail. You guys know I love mail. Love your mail. And if you send me mail, I'm going to put you in our drawing. It's not a drawing. It's a spinning of the wheel. It's much more fun than a drawing. Anyway, you get your name on the board and we spin for a prize. This month, it is Big Dreams Take Small Sacrifices from Serena Vaseji. Uh, Serena V um, is how you can find him. Awesome, awesome guy who has overcome humongous obstacles and been successful anyways. So, you guys, you want this. All you have to do is write to me at niche2profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Send me a comment, a question, a little feedback. Hey, I'll even take complaints. Send me something. And the email's at the bottom of the screen. There you go. All right, so... This week's question is from Marie Rivers. Hi, Marie. Are you watching? Are you in my chat? Say hi if you're in the chat. Uh, I'm new to your channel and already learning a ton. Yay. I have a question about best offer. When I accept a best offer, the immediate payment requirement is nullified and the buyer now has days to pay as if it was an auction. Is this just how it is when you accept best offer or am I missing something? Thanks. And uh, she writes a little more, but let me just address that real quick. So I have to tell you, I am not a fan of that immediate payment required. And the reason being, I know, I know you guys want to get paid right away, but it does two things. Number one, it can send people away from buying more. I want people to go in and buy a whole bunch of stuff from me. In fact, I'm one of those shoppers I find one thing in your store, I go shop around and see what else I can find. It's just, I'd rather get my package all at once, right? So be very, very careful of why you're using that that feature. I find it's a very small percentage of people who, who don't pay right away. I mean, and then I, I got to tell you, I haven't even had to file for my fees back. Everybody's ended up paying, even if I had to open the unpaid item dispute, they're still paying. So um, that's the first reason you don't want to discourage them from going over and finding some more stuff. The other thing is, holy smokes, 
the the message that eBay sends is so unfriendly. I just that and that automatic decline. I don't know who writes their copy, but they just don't use people friendly come shop more with me terms. It's kind of like I think Gestapo, you know, come pay for your crap right now. Yeah. So be really careful. I mean, um, I'm doing a whole course right now on building your brand and messaging and all those things. And and one of the things that's really important is how all of your policies align with your brand personality and your brand message. You can't be out there being all flowery and nice with a friendly personality and then have messages going out to your customers that are anything but that. So you want consistency with your brand. So I promise you more, more people will pay than not. Even if, you know, it takes a couple of days, it's all about some constant cash flow. So a sales pickup, it's okay if somebody hangs out and doesn't pay right away because you're still got money coming in every day because you got sales every day. It's a good thing. All right. And she says, I have a humble little store called Rees Sales, R-E-E-Z-S-A-L-E-S. And I'm sure you would see a ton wrong, but I'm working on improving. eBay is a part-time hobby that I love, but I feel like I still have a ton to learn. Hey, you know what? I still have a ton to learn. We all have a ton to learn. It's like, what's that saying? When you stop learning, you're dead. So you want to have tons to learn. It's a good thing. Um, As far as me finding a ton wrong... Uh, I, my appsters out there, which are my my members of the Danny App Academy, you know that I tell you guys, you guys beat yourself up more than than I do. You know, I come in there and you know feather whip you around a little bit on some of this stuff, but but you guys are you you are tough on yourselves. Um, no, actually, I looked, I did not find a ton wrong, but what's exciting is if there's things that can be improved then there's things that can be improved. Because if you've done everything perfectly and you have no sales, oh, good golly, how awful is that? I don't think that exists, actually. So, always good to have room to improve, things that you can fix to bring in more sales, and I'm here to help you. Go over to the Danny App Academy. Come join me. It is a whopping 10 bucks a month, and you get all this kind of interaction all week long. It's a beautiful thing, right? Appsters. Appsters in the chat can tell you. I got a few of them in there. So thank you for writing. We're going to uh, put you put you into the, the spin of the wheel. Drawing is so much easier to say. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> I tell you, um, there was a, a comment that came over, over on uh, the actual Vegas Video Network show page, too, that... It's made me think I am going to do a show all about this free shipping thing because a lot of you are freaking out and going back to charging shipping and I hear that it's not working for me. So here's, I would love your feedback on this. When you say free shipping isn't working for me or doesn't work for me, you need to tell me what that means. Tell me what that means. We're going to address it on next week's show and I'm going to show you how I do it. And it makes me a ton more money. Um, so there is a right way to do it. And I'm going to help you with that next week. Thanks for being here. Um, thank you, Robin. Again, awesome information. You guys come and watch the replay everywhere that uh, Niche to Profit show is, which is YouTube channel, iTunes. Yeah. Apple TV, Roku, Stitcher, every place. Because why? Because Vegas Video Network rocks and they get it out there everywhere. So thanks, everybody. Most of all, 
Go be profitable and make it fun.